Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach will be hired, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your number one source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right down to the Olympic coverage, it's the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports play and your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. This is episode 10 of season four, and we have a very, very special guest with us today, um, Justin Jacobson out of, uh, out of New York City, and uh, he is an attorney in New York, and uh, this is a part of the uh, 30 Minutes of Fame uh, sort of uh, aspect of the show, and we bring on special guests from time to time, and we're so happy that Justin decided to join us. Justin is a expert in the esports uh, industry, and uh, recently wrote a terrific book that you all should check out. It's called "The Essential Guide to the Business and Law of Esports and Professional Video Gaming," again by Justin Jacobson, who's here with us today. So, Justin, uh, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. So. Let's tell tell the audience a little bit uh, about yourself and and sort of where you went to school. How did you get into esports? What is esports for folks who don't know? And and sort of talk a little bit about sort of like what the future of esports looks like. Yeah, so you know I went to undergrad at GW University in Washington D.C. and then went to Toro Law in Long Island, where I'm from. And I'm entertainment and esports attorney for the last decade. And for those that are unfamiliar, esports is the world of professional video gaming. So this is individuals and teams competing in different video games for usually substantial prize money. So Fortnite, League of Legends, Valorant, Call of Duty, Madden, 2K, all of these different video games that you may have played. There are individuals that are playing them and earning, you know, six figures a year, multi-million dollars a year. There's prize pools of $30, $40 million. So there's a lot going on in this world. No, that's that's great. And then, um, so how, how did you get into esports? Like, what was your, like, were you a gamer or was it like, to, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've always been a lifelong gamer you know, played 2K and FIFA and Madden almost every year. I play 2K almost every day and was a big StarCraft and StarCraft 2 guy and grew up with, you know, Nintendo, Sega, N64. I have Xbox and PlayStation now. So I've always been part of who I am. And, you know, I started in the more traditional entertainment world during college and law school, working at different 
record labels and at MTV and at ASCAP and really just learning the entertainment side. And then when I was a lawyer, I started in the entertainment world with more traditional music and sports and fashion and art and other creatives. And about six years ago, I noticed what was going on in the esports space and how it was really growing here in North America and how it was kind of a lot similar to some of the traditional entertainment work I was already doing with musicians and athletes and DJs and you know other influencers and just kind of started and expanded. And since then, I've been working with pro gamers and streamers and coaches and casters and teams and all kinds of brands and companies that are working in the space and helping them their legal and business matters. Oh, that's great. And then Justin, talk to us a little bit about, um, your book, uh, which I think kind of bodes well from, uh, from the conversation of how you got into esports. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your book. Um, I believe it's the first ever law book, uh, with regard to esports. Um, so tell us a little bit about sort of how that came about and, and, uh, a little bit about sort of what the book is, um, what the book is all about. Yes, definitely. So as you mentioned, it was the first you know esports law and business textbook that exists. And what it really does is looks at, you know, the esports business world from a legal lens and kind of it starts by introducing what I call the esports business ecosystem, which are, you know, the four major stakeholders, the talent, which is the pro gamers, the streamers, the coaches, the on-air talent, all the individuals. And then you have the teams and organizations and then the game publishers and developers and then the event organizers. And you kind of look at who these parties are and how they earn income. And then the book starts looking at different legal matters that apply to the esports and professional gaming scene. So intellectual property, such as trademarks and copyrights, employment and player union issues, business investments and tax write-offs and loan out companies and immigration and visas, which is you know a huge area because this is such an international ecosystem of players coming to the U.S. to compete, U.S. citizens going to other countries and just kind of this really melting pot of different nationalities competing all over the world. And then just other related licensing and social media disclosure and everything that an individual who's working in this world might need. And I kind of created it because, you know, as I started in it, um, you know, over five years ago, I kind of noticed that there wasn't really something like this. There was no way for a professional or someone who wanted to really understand this stuff to kind of get this. There was no access to the professional player contracts. And that's, you know, one of the most unique things about the textbook is, you know, I have a chapter that looks at a model player agreement and a coach agreement and a caster agreement and a team sponsorship, because there are certain things that are just in this new world that's kind of been adopted over time that, tons of different teams use and different leagues and different game. So they're just common vernacular that's been instilled and accepted as custom. And I was able to kind of tease through some of that and provide some negotiation tips and interpretation and really illuminate something that hasn't really been out there. And I also felt that other areas, including the music business, have these kind of books. And I felt it was for someone that was either starting out in the space, maybe want to start a team or become a player themselves, or if you're an attorney that's looking to get into this to give you an idea of what's going on or really anyone in between. So, you know, I kind of just started by sitting down and writing it and little by little started to build up and build up. And months later, it's like a 300 page Microsoft Word document. It's like, okay, let's go get a book deal. And, you know, I was lucky enough to 
you know, get signed with the Taylor Francis group under their, you know, kind of gaming and platform and publication and been able to get it out. So it's been really exciting. That's awesome, Justin. I mean, so many things to take out of that. Uh, number one, uh, the loan out corporation issue. That's something that's not talked about as much or not known about as much unless you're working in this sort of entertainment and sports space. But can you talk a little bit about what that is just from a, like a, a sort of education standpoint? Yeah, I mean, what's nice about, you know, the existence of legal entities, whether they're corporations or LLCs or other business entities, depending on what state or country you're in, are these fictional entities that essentially act as a vehicle that loans out your services. So if you're a musician or a professional gamer or a streamer or an athlete themselves, you would create an entity. So think Michael Jordan Inc., Eminem Inc., Jay-Z Inc. And essentially this loan out company enters into agreements on behalf of you, the talent, Ninja, Jay-Z, Michael Jordan, whoever, with whoever you're contracting with. So it could be your team contract, a sponsorship deal, an appearance deal. So that essentially that entity, not the personal athlete, the individual themselves is who is kind of in the deal. And if something happens, that's the only party that could potentially be liable. So these kind of exist to shield the personal assets. And, you know, some of the superstars like LeBron James and Jay-Z and Beyonce, and Michael Jordan and other huge gamers, like they have millions of dollars in assets. So they have this entity that exists as a shield that actually loans out their services. So it's definitely something that's existed in the entertainment world and something that you're starting to see a lot more pro gamers and streamers starting to embrace. And it really helps you potentially with your taxes and being able to deduct certain expenses, more easily calculate them, helps you get a tax ID number. So there's a lot of unique benefits that having this entity provides you. All right. No, that's great. And then, of course, a part of that, too, is the whole like inducement letter, right? Because you have this loan out corp, but then you also have to get the person to actually provide the services. So um, it shields them, but it also helps the company who wants the services, let's say the brand or the advertiser, um, you know, or the, the partner in, in the, the endeavor to have some sort of inducement letter to get them to do the services. Because you could just as easily say, okay, here's a corporation. Corporation is not going to do it anymore. Can't force corporation to do something. So let's induce the talent to do it. Uh, it's, but that's, it's such an interesting area of the law and not something that's talked about uh, as much. Um, but as you said, it's a commonplace thing in entertainment and now moving into sports and esports and uh, those sorts of things. And especially for college athletes now with NIL, you know, you mentioned too, Justin, about the the, the fact of just sitting down and writing the book, um, that should be an encouraging point to a lot of people who are just looking, if they, if they are a writer or they're looking to write something, it really is just sitting down and starting to write. It's starting to type. And like you said, next thing you know, you got 300 pages, right? Um, and it takes that dedication of sitting down and doing that, which um, is going to lead to our next point, uh, which I want to talk a little bit about uh, the merging of esports and the sports world. And then also what you're doing with some of your current clients and with Ford models. So Justin, let's talk a little bit about the merging of esports and the sports world. So what does that look like? Where is that coming from? And, and sort of where do you think it's going? Yeah, I mean, I think that anyone who's been involved in the entertainment world, whether it's from the brand side or talent side, is hearing about esports and video games and Twitch and you know how you get involved in this world. And 
more recently in the last few years, I'd probably say the last three or four years, you saw a really huge migration and kind of cross-pollination of more traditional sports business individuals and investors getting involved. So you see different sports owners investing in existing teams or creating franchise teams and, you know, investing millions of dollars to kind of run an esports team similar to how they run their sports team and as a way to extend their brand and to get all the sponsors they're working with to this new area. So you see the, you know, owners of almost every sports team from every major league is kind of getting involved. And I'm sure a lot of us always knew that there was always a big gaming culture within many locker rooms, especially in the NFL and NBA. Like I've heard about some intense battles between players in the hotel rooms. But what's nice is in the last few years, more pro players are kind of coming out of the woodworks. It's kind of becoming a bit more acceptable for them to kind of showcase this aspect. So you have players streaming and creating content in gaming. And you even have actually pro players forming their own teams or even becoming investors or brand ambassadors on existing ones. So you have anyone from Michael Jordan and Steph Curry to you know Roger Saffold and Juju Smith-Schuster and any other name at this point. There's just so many traditional athletes coming involved, whether it's from an ownership perspective or actually being talent themselves. And actually, Boston Scott for Philadelphia Eagles actually just signed to a League of Legends professional team. So you're actually seeing pro athletes becoming pro gamers themselves and you know that kind of meshing world as well as a lot of these streamer bowls like there was a big event at the super bowl where you have pro gamers playing with different athletes and other celebrities so there's been just a huge mixing of all this culture and the business that relates to it and that kind of leads to you know what i've been doing with ford models so in addition to being an attorney um, over a year ago, I was brought in by Ford Models. And for those who are not familiar, it's a luxury high-end talent and modeling agency. And a new ownership group kind of came in and is kind of molding a new direction. So they brought me in to create an esports and gaming talent division. So I've been handling the day-to-day -day management and development of over 20 different gaming talent, including pro gamers, streamers, coaches, and casters. And kind of what's nice about this cross um, world is I'm actually working with former all pro NFL player Amon Green, who is on the Green Bay Packers. Is he's actually a college esports coach and a Twitch streamer and just been a lifelong gamer. So we're really kind of working on building him up in that world. So as WNBA champion Ariel Powers, who you know won the championship with the Washington Mystics and now is on the Minnesota Lynx, and she's actually signed to major esports organization Team Liquid. So we've really kind of helped her with kind of navigating this space in addition to many other pro gamers and coaches. So it's really nice because we handle different contract and sponsorship negotiations kind of in this gaming world, as well as some of the unique fashion stuff that Ford works with, as well as helping them with their media and press appearances and advising them on kind of how to grow and develop and kind of build some of their more lifestyle aspects of their career. So it's been really nice that as these traditional entertainment, the music, the sports, the fashion kind of continues to cross over with the esports and gaming culture, there's just more opportunities. And it kind of led, you know, Ford to see the value in kind of building this space and expanding what they're already doing with digital influencers. And that's why it was a really nice fit is they already had a digital division where they were working with Instagram models and health and beauty and wellness influencers who maybe aren't runway models but 
you know, these brands are still paying them substantial money to kind of promote their products. Wow. No, that's great. I mean, obviously Ford, Ford models is a big name in, in, in the sort of apparel and fashion space. Um, and it really highlights a terrific business model that you have, Justin, which is, you know, you got to have your hands in multiple things, right? You know, obviously you run your, you know, run, you run a practice, but then you have these additional sort of revenue sources in it. And it's something I think is really important for an entrepreneur like yourself. Right. And, and for, I practice the same thing in my own, uh, my own space. Right. You know, it's like, I have my own practice. Um, you know, I work in house counsel for a company called media monks. Um, you know, I teach and I, and, you know, and you've got, uh, some similar things going on at, cause you teach at a couple universities as well. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like you, I'm actually teaching esports business at university of North Carolina, Wilmington. And actually this week I'm starting at a new school post university in Connecticut where I'm teaching esports event management. So really using ways to kind of integrate my textbook and kind of work and develop curriculum based on it. Wow. No, that's really cool. Um, so Justin, as some kind of like closing questions, um, where do you kind of, do you see, where do you kind of see like the esports world uh, merging it all with like the metaverse or NFTs, uh, cryptocurrency? Like, do you see any crossovers there in, 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 in the future? I mean, I think that what's funny is like the metaverse is video games that like I always think about, you know, I explain it to my wife. It's like, you know, me walking around in this neighborhood of 2K. That's the metaverse. That's 2K's metaverse. And, you know, that's existed for a long time. You know, people talk about, you know, PlayStation Home and some of these open world things where you're walking around as an avatar. That's what gaming has been for a long time. So it's just nice that now there's a whole new thing with these NFTs and being able to have play to earn gaming, where not only do you, you know, have the Nike shoes that you bought with the VC in 2K, but you actually own those Nike shoes and can wear them in every other metaverse that exists. And, you know, there'll be a Google metaverse and a Facebook metaverse and, you know, there's Roblox metaverse. So there's all of these digital worlds that, kind of already existed in video game world already. It just not necessarily was called the metaverse, but now with kind of the way it's evolving and the use of blockchain and how, you know, that technology allows the easy tracking and recording of ownership. Now you can potentially have this ability where you could be playing a game and get a really rare skin or, you know, you want to sell your account to play a new game. Right now you have to go to Reddit or some other kind of like black market thing if you want to sell your game account but then you could just go to the official marketplace sell it someone else can buy it there's verification ownership you know it's a real thing and you know it's really just going to keep helping evolve it right no it's fascinating and it's such a good point justin it's like you're right because the gaming is is the metaverse and that's really maybe where some of these conversations started because you know like you said you get to walk around you're creating things you're saving things you get to create this avatar, if you will. And now it's just that that's expanding into other areas of business, right? I mean, it's like now you've got the NBA has gotten into it, the NFL, Major League Baseball, even the music industry has gotten into it where they're selling like pieces of songs or where like uh, the art industry has gotten into it where they're selling like pieces of art. You know, you can buy like a corner of the Mona Lisa or something, right? I mean, it's, it's really kind of crazy what they're doing, but um Justin, a pleasure to have you on the show. And um, 
and I guess I'll leave you with the last word in terms of uh, uh, maybe any words of wisdom you want to share with uh, anybody that's trying to, you know, uh, is coming up in the esports industry, the sports or entertainment industry in general, maybe a, a young lawyer or, or uh, not that you and me are old, but you know what I mean? Somebody that's, uh, that's just getting out, like maybe a, a, some words of wisdom you want to share. Awesome. Well, you know, thank you so much for having me and for all the listeners out there. I'm always happy to connect definitely on Twitter, Justin J E S Q or follow me on LinkedIn or jacobsonfirm.com as my email and all my contact. But I think the biggest thing that I like tell everyone and it's, you know, to kind of rip off Nike, it's like, just do it. I think for anyone that's trying to grow and build in this entertainment driven world, whether it's esports, music, sports, any of it, you just have to do it. You have to put yourself out there. You have to try and, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And, you know, to grow, you have to connect with people. You know, there are more times than maybe I'll admit that I just randomly messaged someone on LinkedIn. And from there, some of my best opportunities have come. And other people have done that to me as well. So I think for anyone that's trying to grow in this scene, it's, you know, find people that are doing what you want to do and show you how you can connect with them, learn what they're doing, see their path and, you know, most people are happy to speak to you. If you come professionally and respectfully, like no one's going to be like, how dare you message me? Who do you think you are? And honestly, if they respond like that, it's probably not the situation you want anyway. So, you know, I would think for anyone that's trying to do this stuff, it's like, you know, just put yourself out there, reach out to people that are doing it. And most people want to help. You know, I know myself and many of my other colleagues would be happy to jump on a call with someone to answer some questions. Again, you know, don't send me a LinkedIn message that's like a Bible and expect me to, you know, read all about you. Like a couple of sentences, hey, I love to, you know, I see that you're doing this. I'm just finishing law school. I'd love to talk to you for 10 minutes or 15 minutes about what you're doing. I'm going to respond to that. I'm going to say, send me an email. We'll set up a time and we'll talk. And, you know, I'm sure Jeremy and many other colleagues would have a similar kind of feel to that. So, you know, for everyone out there, just do it. I love it. That's awesome. That reminds me of uh, the movie, um, What Women Want with Mel Gibson. And he, he, he represents Nike, I think, in the, in the, he's an advocate for an advertising company. And he's like, they come, they come up with this, uh, you know, he's like reading women's minds. Right. And he comes up with this line where it's like, no games, just sports. Right. <laughs> it's like becomes this huge campaign, but you made me think of that when you talked about just do it. Cause you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to just jump off the diving board, right? You got to get into it. You got to do it. And, uh, you and I have an article coming out, um, in the, uh, general, the GP solo, I think it's general practitioner GP solo magazine for the American bar association. I think it should be coming out next couple of months. And, it's all about uh, um, the issue of the pandemic and concerts getting canceled and what recourse consumers have and what businesses should be doing. Um, uh, but uh, excited about that and uh, excited about sort of next steps and, and seeing, seeing all the things that you're going to accomplish, Justin, appreciate you being on. And um, again, this is uh, Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Podcast Network. This show has been brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, look forward to being back with you all uh, next week. So thank you again, Justin, for being with us.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.